the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome along. This is episode 211 of the Boys of Tech for Monday the 29th of April 2013. My name is Edwin Herman. I'm here in Wellington, New Zealand and co-hosting the show with me, also in Wellington, but joining us via Skype, is Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Howdy. And uh, you were just saying to me earlier today that you're a little horse, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I can hear that. I can, I can, I can definitely hear it in your voice. <laughs> I, I hope it's not that nasty flu that's making its way from the uh, from the Americas. Uh, I hope not. Did you get your flu jab this? Really year? hope it. Well, not yet. Because I kind of missed mine. I, I had an opportunity at work, and I kind of missed it. Well, you just have to go to the doctor and get it then. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's forking out more money though. It's free at work. Mm. Anyway, let's hope that uh, what, what you're getting isn't the flu. Uh, anyway, kicking off, I've got some stories here on Sony, Google, and Samsung. So we'll kick off with Sony. Now, Sony has launched a pair of binoculars. These are digital, and they offer 3D recording. It's pretty neat. It's Yeah, it's a DEV50V. Now, if you Google that and have a read about it, 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 it looks very cool. It's com- yeah. It's compact. Actually, surprisingly compact for the amount of hardware that would have to go into them. Yeah, I know. Now, I don't know the got, weight of it. I've, I've been trying to find out the weight. I haven't managed to find that. But it is it is compact. Doesn't offer super optical zoom, but pretty good optical zoom. 12 times. 12 times to. optical. Yeah, it's, you know, like you say. 25 you times better. digital. Is that separate? I've never understood this. When they quote the digital magnification, is that independent of the optical? That's not plus. That's not both together, right? No, it's it's above and beyond the optical. So you've got 12 times optical and then anything above 12 times optical. So, you know, when you go to 13 times, that extra times is a digital magnification. Oh, so it actually already, so that already incorporates 12 times. That already incorporates the 12 times as the base. So it's basically another two times from that 12. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so these record, and th- this is a cool thing. You can record things. So if you're a bird watcher or something and you want to, you know, uh, record what you're Called viewing. Bird. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 3D, was, of course, because the binoculars was, are stereoscopic. Indeed, indeed. It, it records a separate image off of each off of each lens, and that's awesome. And if you've got the appropriate uh, 3D display, then you can see your picture or your video in 3D. It's not super huge megapixels, but it's more than enough megapixels. <laughs> yeah, because the sensor itself is what, a 5.4, I think? 5.4 megapixel, when you've got, what, 14, 18 megapixels in a standard point-and-shoot these days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, I guess this is the thing, right? If you're going to be creating a documentary or something, you would have a proper camera, a proper video camera, wouldn't you? Mm. You, I mean, you might use these as well as, but it wouldn't be 
it wouldn't be your, like your primary filming device, right? This is no, this no. is just something you you'd capture. This would be for you know people who were had got tickets to a, a, a sporting event and wanted to be able to record it and you know get in on the action and then show their mates at home and that sort of stuff. But even then, you're you're still looking people with some some money to burn because they're not cheap. Yeah, what was the price on there? Was it two grand? I think two US. Yeah, two grand US. Two grand, two grand US. US. Yeah, yeah, you're R-R-P. right. Not, not cheap at all. Not cheap at all. But when you get, uh, you know, um, professional ornithologists out there looking for rare specimens, that sort of stuff, being able to actually spot them from a distance and record and capture shots of the subjects, it's just it's cool. Be good for researchers, wouldn't it? And the fact that it's, as with most camera things these days, it has built-in GPS, so it can geotag the photos and videos. That oh, take. yeah, I forgot about that. It does, yeah, exactly. So if you're recording that, recording that um, bird of paradise, you'll know exactly where you were when you caught sight of them. It'd be great for, for tagging and tracking yeah, of yeah. locations of exotic species. You know, I wish my digital camera, my point-and-shoot, had geotagging. I, I, you know, it, well, it, if you bought a phone, you'd be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. But <laughs> and uh, your yeah. phone camera might have the same megapixels as your point and shoot. Yeah, it probably does now. Actually, yeah, you're right. I think my point and shoot's about seven point one. Yeah, something like New that. New Samsungs yeah. have have like eights. So yeah, nice. All right, so that's the Sony binoculars. Now, what's going on at Google now? A handful of people have uh, gotten hold of uh, Google, a pair of Google Glass, Google Glass glasses, I guess you'd call them, and <laughs> Google Glass glasses. You know, the name's Google Glass, and they are glasses. So there you go. Mm. Now, one rather well-known hacker, Jay Freeman, also known as Saurik, as his handle, he claims he's jailbroken it, and he's there's a there's a photo here uh, of the uh, device when it's been jailbroken. So he's tinkered with it. He's remember these people have spent fifteen hundred dollars on this thing. Mm, the developers to get their hands on a unit. Yeah, and he's jailbroken it. Uh, broken it. What he he said that he discovered it was running Android four point zero point four, mm-hmm. ice cream sandwich, uh, and of course there are a number of known exploits with that. Oh, there are it. tons of known exploits for ice cream sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and so he's found so many it, devices came out with ice cream sandwich. So it was he was rife with hacking potential when it came out. Yeah, and he's found one that gave him root access and full control of the unit. Mm-hmm. So the question is, of course, and we don't know the answer to this yet, but what will you know? What will that give you over and above what you can't get if, uh, if you don't, you know, if you haven't done that, if you haven't jumped well, broken it? Well, the point being that Eric Schmidt has said that all apps for glass will require Google's approval, just like, you know, our apps going into iTunes for Apple devices require Apple's approval to be installed, they are going to require that for apps that go on Glass, unlike apps that just go on Android, which can be anything. They're going to implement a specific approval for it. Now, if it can be easily jailbroken, then it means that Google basically does not have any oversight or cannot implement that control that they are wanting to do with the Google Glass. Because if you jailbreak your phone, you can then install it from, from anywhere, it. right? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so it's interesting that they are taking that more controlled approach on on Google Glass uh, than they are on their their, their OS. Probably because of all of the concerns that are rife about Google Glass. So give me some examples of these concerns. What what can be so concerning about this uh, futuristic pair of glasses? Well, a futuristic pair of glasses that at a spoken command would take photos of whatever you're looking at. I know there are bars in American cities that have already banned Google Glass because of its ability to surreptitiously take photos. Las Vegas casinos, you're never going to be able to wear glass in them, uh, not only yes. because it can take photos and provide that sort of thing, but because it runs apps, you could have an app to help you count cards. Yeah, cheating. So Las Vegas has already banned it. Lots of places have already banned it. Uh, what is it? West Virginia is considering a law banning the device, uh, banning the wearing of the device when you're driving because of its distraction potential. Okay, well, let's talk, let's talk about that one. There have already been lots let's, of optometrists and um, medical professionals concerned over the fact that it's going to decrease the vision, cause vision problems for people in one eye because oh, it has right? a fixed focus. Oh. You know, it's a fixed it's a fixed point of focus. And if that is your fixed point of focus for a vast majority of the time in one eyeball and not the other, it's going to damage your eye. Oh, that's I didn't know about that. I want to just let's just go back and talk about the the, the driving thing. It, mm-hmm. Is it what, what what's your take on this? Should it be I think legal it should be or banned. illegal to to wear illegal? Them exactly the same reason why to have talking on your cell phone should be illegal. Because anything that distracts your mind from the process of driving is taking away your brain power. It is diverting your attention. It it is a source of accidents. So when you're driving, you should be driving. Full you, stop. When you're driving, you should be driving. So what about if you're having th- an argument with the person sitting next to you, you should pull over because you're taking your attention away from the fact of driving. Well, I'm never if somebody anywhere, rings you on the phone, you should <laughs> stop and pull over because you're taking your, you know, you're distracting yourself from the actual act of driving. And we're talking about a a part of our lives that requires pinpoint precision, split-second decision-making on whether or not I should put my foot on the brake, whether or not I should turn left, right to avoid an oncoming obstacle. If I've got most of my processing power distracted by the fact that the little thing in my eyeball is currently showing me the latest tennis scores, (laughs) I'm not focusing fully on the fact that the person in front of me has just slammed on their brakes. It would certainly seem common sense that you shouldn't be wearing these, or at least you shouldn't have them turned on. I, I, I don't know if you can turn them off, but I assume you can. Uh, but yeah, while driving, it makes sense. It's common sense not to do that. Uh, and yeah. I agree with you, Brett. It would be good to have these outlawed whilst driving. Just like you, like you say, cell phones, you don't text and drive, or you shouldn't be. Yeah, you shouldn't be texting and driving. You shouldn't be talking on the phone and driving. Even with the, the yeah, um, they, massive hands-free kits that we now have for phones in cars, the research has shown that it's the the act of being distracted from driving is I, I think there are, just you, you're right there are having hand on the yeah wheel. I think we covered this actually on the show some episodes ago it is I think a different you know to different levels but you're right yeah. even even just talking on the phone is detrimental to your driving ability now yeah. what about those, those GP- to levels of alcohol that you had drunk didn't they yeah I think yeah I think, yeah I think so 
it's, been, it's, a, it's a number of episodes ago now. It was. So I don't quite remember. But what about and those GPS? Our memories GP- are bad at the best of times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what about those GPS units that go in cars? Aren't those distracting? They have a little screen that show you the map and they speak to you. Yeah, so they're sh- also distracting. But we don't. We, in fact, we almost seem to be encouraging them. It's like. It's almost. <laughs> I wouldn't be encouraging them. The number of people who've ended up in a river or a lake because they've gone away. <laughs> yeah, following I know. A thing. And that's like, that's not even with Apple Maps it's, either. <laughs> well, indeed, it's not even with Apple Maps. It's the the inaccurate relying on technology. You can't just blindly type in something and go, I'm going to follow that little screen because it tells me where I'm going. Oh. I know. I remember, I remember if you stories come to a signpost, who, the signpost says you need to turn left, but your little machine says turn right. And there's a the brick sign wall. The signpost is the one that goes first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you're right. I remember reading stories that people have ended up in these bizarre locations because they just kept persevering with these instructions on from the GPS unit. And they're mm-hmm. completely, you know, common sense has gone completely out the window. They're in the middle of a field and they're still, know. you know, well, pushing I along. Think we're going to have to accept, Edwin, is that common sense is becoming less and less common. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? Ay, ay, ay. There you go. That's Google, <laughs> that's Google Glass. Uh, right. On that note, Brett, let's move on and talk about the other Google story I have here, which is that in Germany, Google was fined. Google was fined for collecting information from unsecured wireless networks. We we know oh, we, we reported about this. That a lot. Yeah, yeah, we did. Now and this they is, got slapped down because that was the, as the the German guy said, what was it? The, the one of the biggest data protection violations in history. Yep, that's the uh, Germany's data chief had and said that. As you'd expect, they slapped them with the biggest fine they could possibly give them. Yeah, it wasn't a lot, was it? No, it was it, <laughs> in, in US dollars, it's the equivalent of $190,000. That's not a lot. Not a lot at Indeed. all. It's like a half second's operating profit for Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it, it's a drop in the bucket. And But that was, wasn't was it the maximum they could – I'd imagine it would be in euros, I'd, I'd say, over there. So uh, just translating that to euros, that comes out at about 145,000 euros. Didn't they say that was the maximum – they, they that was the maximum that they were, they were able to levy because of European leg- legislation. Which is interesting because it's quite a low cap for a, a company like Google, as, as, you, as we just said. Yeah, because that is the cap fine for accidental violations. And because the whole accident was deemed to be the result of a lone rogue Google employee, Oh, and that, that not wasn't the company. right. That so wasn't company policy. Had it, been, had it been the company and it had been found to be a purposeful violation, then the fine would have been bigger. But that is the maximum levy that could be brought against the company because it was an accidental violation. Interesting. At least there is a fine for accidental violations as well. Yeah, I suppose. I, I suppose that's, uh, yeah, exactly. So that's, that good, way, that's a good you know, thing. You can't just go, oh, it was just an accident. And it does mean that if you are doing anything in that sort of area, that you have to be damn certain that you follow proper procedures and protocols. Yeah, exactly. So that you do not breach it. Because it's basically, whether regardless of how you breach it, breach this regulation, you will be fined. If it's accidental, you'll get a smaller fine, but you'll still get a fine. And I like that because this is something that should have a no-breach policy. 
it shouldn't be a, you know, oh, you've breached our data privacy protection regulations um, and it was an accident, so we'll just let you off. Okay, so here's the thing. If it was a rogue Google employee, why didn't they go after him? Why is Google copying the fine? Because Google is the parent of that person and in theory Google is responsible for the actions of its employees. You've got to take that view because all companies, you know, We've talked about it in the past, how people who are employees of somebody have to be wary of what they do and how they act online or in other situations, because in all respects, they are always looked upon as part of that mm. company. Yeah, that's right. And of course, the higher you are up the chain, you are, the, the more that applies. Yeah, exactly. The higher up the chain you are, the more you are tied directly to the company name. I mean, Eric Schmidt can't really go out bluting things on Twitter Google. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's his own personal views and it's, it's nothing to do with Google, that's how it's going to be seen, right? Yeah. And it uh, will affect uh, Google's reputation. All right, then. A couple of Samsung stories in, and that will be the show. The Galaxy 4S4, by the way, a fantastic phone, but Samsung is having trouble supplying this phone because there's overwhelming demand. For it. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants it. It's just so popular. There's a backlog of, of orders. And it's interesting too, uh, because Samsung, uh, a lot of parts are made in-house by Samsung. They're not yep. having to source many things from other places. So you'd think they'd be able to supply really well. And traditionally, Samsung have always delivered on time globally. And this time, mm-hmm. there's so much demand for the Galaxy S4 and not quite able to meet that demand. Good news for Samsung, right? Oh, yeah. As long as they can pull out those refreshing of the stocks as fast as possible. Well, I'm sure they'll be doing all they can. And it is a very nice phone. I see also in another report that they uh, they compared the, the iPhone 5 display and the Galaxy S4 display. And there's little differences between the two. Some specs come out better in one than the other and vice versa. But overall, it's a match. Yeah, overall, you'll get pretty much the same experience from both displays. Because mm, for a long time, the iPhone 4S onwards, I think, the Retina display, yeah. uh, was obviously well, also in the iPhone 5, was touted as, you know, the screen to get. But, you know, this is on par. It has a higher de- uh, resolution. I think it's 441 pixels per inch. Apple's is mm. 326. Um, of course, on the flip side, Apple have uh, better color, you know, true, truer to life colors. So there's, like I say, there's little differences, but it is on par. It's a very, very nice display. Indeed. And seeing as the the whole pixels per inch competition that all these displays have been having is relatively moot when you're starting to get to the numbers they're talking about because a person with 20-20 vision won't even detect the difference. Exactly, and hence the name written a display, you know, above 320-ish pixels per inch. That's right. You're absolutely right. Uh, you could go to 600 and, and you wouldn't notice the difference exactly. because it's exactly. beyond your eyes, your retina's resolution. Mm. Mm. And the, the comparison that I liked the best about the 4S display, because it's a full HD display in a 5-inch screen, is that it's like squishing down a 50-inch television. <laughs> HD television down into oh, five yeah. inches. I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. And that, that's kind of cool. That is, yeah. In fact, you know what it does for me? It tells me how bad the resolution on a 50-inch television is then on an HD yeah, TV. The, the resolution on a 50-inch full HD TV is pretty freaking good because you're not going to notice the difference. 
at your appropriate viewing distance. I, actually, I don't know. It might have to calculate that. I mean, if it's 10 times bigger, you need to t- sit 10 times further away. If you're looking and at this at eight, eight, eight inches. If you were at a... At a well, know, say, say, you look at, say you look at these, the screen of a smartphone at, at eight inches. Uh, so <laughs> that would be equivalent of 80 inches. Uh, what's that in... Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to do some conversions. I, d- I don't do <laughs> Imperial very well. What's 80 12 inches? 12 in, feet. Is it? Is 12 it, inches per feet. Tell you what, let me... <laughs> Let me get my trusty little uh, converter here. So here we go. 80 inches is, oh, here we go. Bang on two meters, which is, I, I don't know what that is in, in feet and inches, but um, 6.7 feet. Yeah, so it's two meters. And you're right, Brett. You would be looking at a, uh, at, at a TV at least two meters away. Hmm. Yeah, no, you did right. There you go. I'll, I'll give Told you that. <laughs> all right, I take that back. I take it all back. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> oh, yes. There you go. And speaking of TVs, I can't wait for Apple's one to come out. I just want to find out what it's like, what it has, what it does. <laughs> well, Apple, I'm sure, is hoping that it's something that everybody's going to want to snap up, seeing as their <laughs> share price has been dropping quite rapidly recently. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah. The share noticed. price has been, has been shaving off, which is why I think last week or the week before, they announced that they were going to be carving up $100 billion they've got in cash assets and handing it out to shareholders. Oh, actually, I did hear about because that. They, yeah. Because yeah. they've got you know, they've got nothing to spend it on and their shareholders are going, well, the share What's price next? is dropping mm. and you've got all of this cash asset. We want some of that cash. Mm. Start, start doing <laughs> And obviously yeah. they've got, and Apple has gone, well, we've got nothing R&D to pour that money into and our share price is dropping. Um, we want to keep our shareholders happy. Uh, perhaps we should share out some of this massive amount of cash that we've got sitting here. <laughs> You know, I did read, yeah, it, I, I did read about been, that. It has been going mm. down for for Apple. They've not pulled anything magic out for quite some time. Well, the TV would be something new for Apple. Well, it's, it's new in their market. It's new. It's a new-ish place, a new type of display, yeah, but it's still competing against products which already exist in oh, the same market. Yeah, it's absolutely. Not it's it's not a new market. No, totally. It's not a new market, but it, it's a new then, but it's a new product for Apple. But then which of these rumours uh, is the rumour that's going to be announced? Is it going to be this Apple TV? Is it going to be this Apple Watch? What the heck is it going to be? Because remember, we talked about the rumours about an Apple Watch. That's right. Or will it be a double whammy? could be a double whammy. Maybe that's something they'll try and do. It's like, well, we can't think of any new niches, so we will create some devices in niches that already exist and see how well they do. All right, Brett, that is it. That is our show. That was episode 211, unless there's anything else you'd like to add. Oh, that was super quick. (laughs) Well, it was. I mean, yeah, there's not really much more to say unless you've got more to say. Not really. Not really. Well, that's pretty much um, my lot Samsung's of Samsung's got some good stuff coming out. Yeah, I've got to say, Samsung are doing very well. I, I'd love to see their uh, – I'll take a look after the show at their uh, stock prices, see what they're doing because um, we saw Apple's, you know, over the last, what, seven, eight years, Apple stocks have ju- – mm. their stock prices have just been like a, you know, roller coaster going on. on the oh, app. yeah, they've been – Whoosh! Now they're, now they're going whoosh. Yeah, okay, on now the downwards, yeah. the downwards slope. So I'd love to see what <laughs> Samsung's doing because, well, yeah. to be fair, Samsung fingers so many pies because it is a component manufacturer. Yeah, exactly. Apple no, that's right. They've got a finger in in pretty much everything that gets produced. Yeah, so that would be quite interesting to see what that's coming out with. Um, no, I can't really think of anything, anything 
super big in the, the, the tech thing that's happened over the past week. We could it's briefly mention, one thing we could briefly mention was that, that tweet, the hacked account which tweeted that there was an explosion at the White House and Obama was injured or uh, something. The routers, and, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't routers. Reuters, it was, yeah. was it Reuters? It was, Associated Press. Yeah, I thought it was AP, yeah. Associated Press. And, of course, the stocks, a whole bunch of stocks went right down. Of course, this is a fantastic way to manipulate the the stock market if you're that oh, way inclined. it's a massively good way you to know, manipulate buy up, the stock Buy up in bulk yeah. when they... Because, yeah. as a lot of people involved with the share market have said that they think that the main cause of that, the big dips that occurred, was a result of the automated share trading that occurs. I think we talked about it a while ago, the fact that a lot of a lot of share market stuff has been automated. Oh, I see. There was oh. a glitch ages ago. I'm pretty sure we did this. We mentioned it in one of the, the things because it was a big drop in the the share market because of a computer glitch, because of all the all the automated trading that goes on. And yeah, there's been some speculation that some of the reason for this big glitch dip that occurred on the day after the well on the day of the tweet is because of the automated system so how does that automated system how, how does it work does it um, is it because some people start selling and it's it, meant to look at a whole heap of variables and determine whether or not stuff should be bought or sold and then do some buying and selling but it's not like it's looking for keywords in news sources though is it that's, that's not what we're talking it, about right it's entirely possible because there is a system that they use which feeds in a whole heap of feeds from different Twitters and other sorts of stuff. And it was quite well debated in that area as to whether or not they should allow tweets to be included in this system. And they did allow tweets to be included in the system. And AP is one of the tweets that goes through. So it's entirely possible that this whole automated system went, oh, look, that's bad. It's got all the appropriate stuff. Uh, Let's sell some stuff. I don't know how fully works. All I know is they've got an automated system, which they use to, I guess, supplement real trading or to even out spots in trading. But either way, in the past, it has caused issues where it has massively devalued something because something caused it to go, wait a minute, I'm going to sell all this stuff. You know, it's an interesting way of unscrupulously manipulating the stock market to make money if that's what was oh, yeah, behind indeed. it because, you know, you buy up while they're right down and, of course, they'll recover very quickly because it's found, you know, it gets found out that an account's been hacked. Everyone's happy again and then you sell and you've made yourself a whole pile of money. Indeed. It's illegal, but it, it is gets legal. you rich, doesn't it? Indeed. But it's a lot harder to get caught. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brett. Well, other than that, I think we'll wrap up the show then. Uh, that was episode 211. Should we leave it there? I guess we could. Excellent. Let's do it then. That is it. It's a wrap. Hmm? We've heard our own voices a bit. We have. It's time for listeners to uh, finish this podcast and start listening to whatever else is on their iPod or other music device or wherever it is that they're listening to us. I don't even know. Actually, I do know. The web blogs tell us, but... Anyway, I digress. It's a wrap. That was episode 211 of New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. Brett, I want to thank you very much for co-hosting. It's been fantastic once again. Always a pleasure. And we'll do it again next week, won't we? Indeed. Okay, so until then, take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
So we'll kick off with Sony. Sony has this is kind of cool. I, I'd love to get my uh, um, my hands on a pair of these. these <laughs> sorry, that's, actually, that sounds kind of dodgy. <laughs> spoken by spoken by guys all around the world many times before. Indeed, indeed. Let, let me read. Not many of them shell out two thousand US dollars for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me, well, yeah, I wouldn't pay that much. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase. <laughs> That's a good. This is a good one for the blooper reel. That's brilliant. All right, let's say that again. <laughs> 